soul sovereignty and spiritual energy in all things. Part 1 by Ion Farvahar Everything we experience in life has spiritual energy that affects our perspectives toward ourselves and the world. To navigate and set free from these energies, we must become a sovereign soul. Hi, this is Ayan Farwahar. I'm glad you're here. If it's your first time here, this channel is about self-realization and honoring our life purpose and meaning. If you're interested in these topics, please subscribe to stay connected. Today, we would like to focus on a spiritual view of life. On the surface, we seem to be experiencing life in two worlds. One is a seemingly material world, which we experience when we are awake. The other is a spiritual world that we can experience in dreams or meditations, or at a deeper level during active imagination, shamanic journeys, or other non-ordinary states of consciousness. These two worlds may seem distinct from each other, but if we pay deeper attention, everything we experience, even in the material world, seems to have a spiritual energy about it and can influence our feelings, thoughts, and perspectives. This spiritual energy can have a positive or a negative effect on us, depending on where we are, who we are around, or what we choose to tune in. For example, we are rejuvenated when spending time in nature and sitting by the fire, or feel inspired when around people we feel connected to. On the flip side, we could feel drained or overwhelmed when watching news or by what is happening around us. This is natural because we humans are sentient and soulful beings and are affected both psychologically and spiritually by the energy of our surroundings and everyone around us. Our mood and energy level changes during the day depending on what we are exposed to. Even when meeting people for the first time, we intuitively know whether we like or dislike them before even knowing who they are. But why is that? What is this invisible connection we all seem to have with everyone and everything around us? It appears that there is a subtle spiritual energy in all things around us, and our soul is in constant communication and exchange with this energy. This presentation is focused on this exchange and the idea that life is the journey of the soul through these energies, the journey of the soul to sovereignty from them, sovereignty from everything in the world that distracts us from becoming whole or our most authentic self. Soul sovereignty is a personal declaration of independence. 
the independence from all things that block the full realization of our uniqueness and individuality. Only through soul sovereignty one is empowered to manifest the most authentic and meaningful life in one's destiny. Before we start, please note that the ideas presented here are contemplative and spiritual in nature. They are based on personal views and understanding and therefore are not meant to reflect any absolute or factual argument. So if you choose to listen in, please use your intuition and spiritual insight to check if you connect to some of these ideas. And consider doing your own research, especially around ideas you resonate with the most. I try to provide some references in the description below, but further reading and contemplations are always encouraged because spiritual concepts are inherently personal and deserve to be honored at a uniquely personal way. The ideas presented here are organized as a three-part series outlined as follows. Part 1 is focused on ideas inspired by a shamanic view of the world and the concept of sovereignty of the soul. Part 2 goes deeper into spiritual aspects and provides a classification of different types of spiritual energies and their impulses. Part 3 is less about concepts and more about practical changes we can embrace in our daily life to move closer to soul sovereignty and through that become an authentic individual. The links to all parts are provided in the description below. Part 2 is considered optional but could be interesting to you if you feel comfortable with spiritual concepts or want to elevate your spiritual insights. If you're rather interested in more practical ideas, you can skip part 2 and jump directly to part 3. Please note that due to nature of this presentation, I may use mythopoetic terms like soul, spirit, heart, spirit world, spiritual energy, soul loss, soul retrieval, and soul sovereignty here. Most of us relate to these terms intuitively, but if not, one can replace them with terms used in depth psychology. For example, soul or heart can be compared to self with a capital S. The spirit world can be referred to as the unconscious, and references to spirits or spiritual energy can be replaced with psychological concepts like archetypes or autonomous complexes. Similarly, soul retrieval can be viewed as healing and the soul sovereignty can be compared with awakening, self-realization and individuation. I hope you find some of the ideas presented here useful in your journey of self-realization and spiritual awakening. Shamanic view of the world The idea that our soul is in constant communication and exchange of spiritual energy with everything 
has been the core of many shamanic teachings and ancient wisdom traditions for thousands of years. Shamans view the material world as a manifestation or a subset of an all-encompassing spirit world. In shamanic view of the world, everything, even a piece of rock, has spiritual energy and influences its surroundings. Shamans are aware of these spiritual energies and have been using this awareness to protect the vitality and spiritual sovereignty of their community, especially those who are negatively affected by these energies. The ultimate goal here is to restore and protect soul sovereignty and holistic vitality of all members of the community. To restore vitality of an individual who is not well, shamans first search for any vital parts or energies that should be present in the person but seems to be missing. Shamans view these missing parts or energies as a form of soul loss or power loss, usually caused by an illness or traumatic event that the person experienced in the past. To restore vitality, shamans use rituals, shamanic journeys, or plant medicine ceremonies to connect to the spirit world, locate these lost parts of the soul in there, and help the person reintegrate them. This shamanic healing process is usually referred to as power retrieval or soul retrieval. But in addition to searching for any missing parts or energies, shamans also look for spiritual energies that are present in the person but don't belong or should not be there. Shamans view the presence of these external energies as unwanted spiritual intrusion or attachment and help the person set free from them and reclaim the spiritual sovereignty of the soul. Shamans have been elders and spiritual guardians of their communities for thousands of years, protecting soul sovereignty and vitality of everyone. They are fully aware of invisible exchange of spiritual energy between the soul of a person and everything that the person experiences. They intuitively know how such energy, especially after an illness or emotional distress, can lead to soul loss or even unwanted attachment of negative energies. Unfortunately today, most of us no longer have access to shamans or community elders. The holistic wisdom of the elders are now replaced with modern psychology and spirituality, both of which are essential but not as connected enough to support the holistic vitality and soul sovereignty we all need. Many of us are noticing the absence of elder wisdom and have decided to take things on our own hands. We are spiritually curious, read, meditate, and do inner works. But no matter how much we do, for many of us, inner peace has been hard to maintain in our daily lives. Why is that?
To me, the answer lies in our environment and interactions and our invisible exchange of energy with them. This is the very reason we must learn to pay attention, notice these energies, and navigate their influences. Only then we have an opportunity to restore our soul sovereignty. Soul Sovereignty and Free Will The concept of soul sovereignty may seem intuitive and somehow interchangeable to exercise of free will in life. However, the word sovereignty here has a spiritual relevance. For example, you and I have probably noticed how our mood could change in the course of the day depending on where we are, who we meet, or what we hear or do. Most of us accept these changes as a part of our personality and have learned to rationalize and cope with them. But let's contemplate on this for a moment. If everything that happens around us can have such influence on our mood, feelings and thoughts, then who really is in charge of our life? Is that us? Or rather, what happens around us? If what happens around us is in charge, do we really have sovereignty or personal autonomy in life? To answer this question, we need to define the true meaning of soul sovereignty. Soul sovereignty, as defined here, is the power to exercise our free will in all aspects of life, but without being materially affected by the spiritual energies that govern them. To clarify this definition, consider peer pressure as an aspect of life we have all experienced. On one hand, we want to make decisions based on our own personal conviction and core values. On the other, our peer group has its own collective belief and wants to influence that decision. If we over-identify with that collective belief, we may succumb to its invisible influence or energy, ending up sacrificing our own personal conviction and core values in favor of being validated by our peer group. A sovereign soul would not seek validation from a peer group and never succumbs to its demand unless that is aligned with the person's own conviction and core values. A sovereign soul may choose to participate in collective groups and make individual contribution to them, but it would not over-identify with any of them. As we mentioned free will earlier, it would be useful here to mention something about free will and its connection to soul sovereignty. In simple term, free will reflects one's ability to make decision one way or another. But if such decision were affected by external energies, for example through peer pressure, that decision no longer reflects the true exercise of free will, 
but rather a decision made as a reaction to the feeling caused by peer pressure, usually in a form of peer shame, guilt, or fear of rejection. On the contrary, the decision of a sovereign soul is never a reaction, but rather an authentic exercise of free will based on one's own personal conviction and core values. In other words, in absence of soul sovereignty, the concept of free will loses its true meaning. Manifestation of soul sovereignty leads to liberation from all external influences that are no longer aligned with one's true individuality, authenticity, and core values. In Depth Psychology of C.G. Jung, this is referred to as individuation or manifestation of true self. Journey to Soul Sovereignty So far we have described a shamanic view of the world and the realization that our soul is in constant communication and exchange of energy with everything we are connected to. This energy is spiritual in nature because its influence is subtle and unnoticeable to a rational mind. We only notice its effects as a shift in our feelings, thoughts or perspectives. To approach soul sovereignty, we need to learn to notice and pay attention to these energies so we can decide which ones are nourishing and empowering us and which ones are otherwise negative and draining our power. We want to stay connected to those that are positive and disengage from others that are negative. What blocks our progress towards soul sovereignty is our connection to environments, people and collective energies or beliefs that have negative spiritual energy about them. We can classify these energies in different groups, so it can be easier to recognize them. Here I present one such grouping based on my personal experience and understanding. But keep in mind that this grouping is subjective and could be different or expanded. These spiritual energies are grouped as follows. Spiritual energy of material objects, including shapes and orientations. Spiritual energy of nature, plants and animals. Mother Earth and nature spirits. Spiritual energy of instinctual impulses. Morphic fields of organisms. Spiritual energy of collective groups. Ancestral spirits, folks' spirits, and collective beliefs. Spiritual energy of soul, heart, and self. Spiritual essence of an individual. Spiritual energy of transpersonal archetypes. Astrological, spiritual, and primordial archetypes. In part two, we dig deeper into conceptual details of each one and provide examples to highlight their influences on our feelings and thoughts. 
If you're not interested in these conceptual details, you can skip part 2 and jump directly to part 3 using the link provided in the description below. Closing Remarks of Part 1 The key takeaways of this presentation can be outlined as follows. Everything we experience in life has a subtle spiritual energy, and our soul is in constant communication and exchange with these spiritual energies. The shifts in our perspectives in life are the results of this exchange. To navigate and minimize the influences of these energies, we need to work to manifest our soul sovereignty and authentic individuality. Part 2 and Part 3 of this presentation provide further details and continuation of these ideas. If you have found the ideas presented here interesting, please like and share it with your like-minded friends. Also, please subscribe to my channel and share your thoughts and comments. Your support is the foundation of this channel and encourages me to create more content in the future. If you have requests for future topics, please share it as a comment or contact me through my bio link below. For more information about myself and life mentorship services I offer, please find my bio link in the description below. Blessings.